Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Hasek. I played goalie because of Dominic Hasek. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, everybody, to episode 41 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I know, hard to believe, we made it 41 episodes. Um, you know, and speaking of which, uh, last week's episode with Rick Vive, Leaf Legend, absolute blast. Thank you again, Rick, for coming on with us. For those uh, we haven't, you know, who haven't caught it yet, um, make sure you check it out and check out his book, Catch 22, My Battles in Hockey and Life, The Untold Story of a Toronto Maple Leafs legend available at Amazon, anywhere you can buy books pretty much. Uh, thanks again, Rick, man. I enjoyed the book and I enjoyed the interview thoroughly. Uh, without further ado, um, obviously, um, normally my co-host is Cully, could not be here today, got stuck on the ice, um, coaching a few clinics, um, you know, sucks. Uh, you know, Cully would have loved to be here, but hey, man, I, I, I did not go to hockey today because that's how important this episode was. I told the guys, told the boys, couldn't make it today uh, over at Riverworks, uh, find another goalie. I got, I got an important show to do today. Uh, sorry, Cully, but, you know, uh, don't worry. We brought in Matt from the Beer League Boys, another goalie, thankfully. Uh, Matty, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And my last name's Cole, so they uh, they call me Coley quite a bit. Coley? So, oh, there, well, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I've been the take on, uh, you know, Ole Kolzig. They've called me uh, Coley the goalie. So there you go. Continuity. Only the goalie, friend of the program, actually. So, dude, how, yo, how, how are you holding up down there in Florida? Uh, we're doing great, man. Weather's beautiful. Uh, you know, Stanley Cup's down here getting a tan, so we're uh, we're loving it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's doing great, man. We're, we're happy to have a little bit of colder weather, so it feels like uh, we almost feel like real hockey players. You know, we leave the rink, and it's not, uh, you know, 100 degrees out like it usually is. So, yeah, it's been great. It's been great down here. You know, man, and you know, weather up here is pretty bipolar, man. One day it's 30 degrees, next day it's 50 or 60. You know, it doesn't want to make up its mind. Snowing one day, you know, sunshine the next. It's typical Buffalo weather, man. It's it's insane. Um, you know, I've had you, know, I've had heck, like one hell of a day, Maddie. Like, you know, you know, you know how like they say bad things happen in threes. You ever hear that saying? Oh yeah, dude, I had that today so badly. I'll, I'll tell the first one now. I'll tell the other two later, but um you ever you ever you've seen super bad right of course yeah right 
So like one of my favorite movie scene, like scenes from any movie of all time is that scene in the room where they get they get stuck in the room with you know everybody's like blowing coke and you know smoking and drinking and you know they're like oh you know Michael starts like oh you're what's his face's cousin you know you're you're just cousin the singer the singer and I'm like he's like he's like he's pressured into singing and like so like that's one of my favorite scenes because it's like it it he's pressured to sing in the way he sings and he, the guy the guy could pick literally any song to sing at all like any song he picks a song he doesn't know all the words to and he like completely butchers it and so i was singing that today like in a lot of my back rooms at work you know i work for a, a local uh beverage vendor and so like i have four accounts and i'm just i'm constantly singing it the way he's saying it though you know these eyes are crying these eyes are for you the fucking and the best part about it is is that like all these guys are like in the room are just like bobbing their heads like yeah dude that's how the song goes like the one guy's tearing up and crying he's so emotional and like it's like one of my favorite fucking song scenes from any movie just because just the way it all while it all played out and i was singing it constantly in one of my back rooms at work and this guy i didn't know i thought i was in the room alone i thought i was in the room this guy just don't know who he is out of nowhere just pops out and goes shut the fuck up <laughs> just like i'm just like well it scared the shit out of me and i'm like oh dude man i'm sorry i'm sorry and the, the most awkward thing is i had to see this guy like 10 more times and just like you know you know i was like oh dude what's up man what's up? <laughs> yeah man I awkward had instances, awkward like, life moments yeah man it was wild it was wild but yeah, but you know, without further ado, I don't want to keep waiting much longer talking about my shitty day. So, without further ado, our guest today, um, a big one, you know, one of my favorite follows on Twitter and really all social media, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, writer for CBS Sports, Pete Blackburn. Pete, how the hell are you doing, man? I'm doing good. It sounds like I'm having a better day than you are. That's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 been wild, dude. I was a little concerned, man. Like I said, you're one of my favorite follows on uh on Twitter and earlier was it earlier this week or last week I can't remember what I think it was earlier this week you tweeted out had a beer some saltine crackers and a cigarette for dinner tonight peak performance dude like I'm just like man this guy is just fucking living the dream playing chill on Twitch talking about hockey like you could you couldn't live the dream harder than Pete Blackburn is right now hey I'm trying every uh just trying to get through every day here <laughs> right doing the best I can oh, where are you held up right now uh, I'm in Boston. You are in Boston. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you uh, are you a Sox fan too? On top of the Bruins. I am. Yep. Have to be. Yeah. So my my family, my mom's side, you know, came is from Boston, Worcester, and uh, so I was like born and raised like a Red Sox fan. I'm from okay. uh, my uncle, my uncle and my grandfather, and it always used to drive my dad nuts. I think that was part of it too. Um, I actually have a tattoo on my arm of Veritech punching a rod in the face. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, like I love know, it. I, my grandfather loved that moment. He's like, he, cause he hated A-Rod. I mean, who, honestly, even Yankees, a lot of Yankees fans, like they hate A-Rod. You pay him all that money. You got one yeah. ring out of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean the, uh, the, I mean the, the, the comeback of A-Rod personality wise has been unbelievable because he, re yeah. when he retired from baseball, like not a single baseball fan could stand A-Rod. They're like, oh, screw this guy. Everybody hates him. Sox fans hate him. The Yankees fans hated him by the end. And then kind of like took some time off. He, he he left a cheater and then he came back and now everybody loves him as an analyst, which is crazy. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I'm happy for him. Like, I, like, I, you know, I hate, there's athletes I hate, but you know, I, I the thing with me is the thing I personally couldn't stand about that whole thing is it's like, this the, 
the the obvious lying he was doing during the whole oh, steroid yeah. thing. My cousin, I didn't know what. How do you not know as a professional athlete what you're putting in your body, bro? Like, come on, you know, yeah, kind of like you, it, he got caught like twice, I believe, too. Yeah, and like, like how, like kind of like how Tom Brady didn't know he was breaking the rules with the fleeting footballs, you know. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> no, no, we'll save that for another time. Oh, um, throwing digs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, man. I'm a Bills fan. You know, you know, you know those, those Pats fans are they're suffering a little bit right now. Like, I, you know, you've been you've been dominating us for so long. You can't blame me for getting a dig in here and there. I, you can't. The thing is, though, like the thing is, I like the Bills. Uh, like the Bills, I think are a very e- easy team to root for this year. Like, I love Josh Allen. That team's got a lot of good players. Uh, I just think like I, I said it earlier in the year too, and I got some blowback from like Pats fans. They're like, "How can you root for a team in the division?" I was like, "Well, it's better than rooting for like the Steelers or the Ravens. Yeah, like, those teams I can't stand. Uh, there's no, I got nothing against the Bills, and they've been in this division for the last twenty years, just been getting bullied by by the Patriots, as is every <laughs> other team in that division. So, like, I'm not gonna root for the Jets, but I'm I'm willing to root for the Bills. They got a good team. Are you are you a Josh Allen apologist? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same here, man. Like, yeah. I, I remember where I was when they drafted Allen, and it was it was actually kind of similar. That draft was actually kind of similar to um, this actually past NFL, NFL, NHL draft because um, everybody here in Buffalo wanted Marco Rossi because he was the, the next the, – the best, the best two-way center um, in the draft. We actually had his head coach, uh, Andre Torini, on our show – uh, a week before the draft. And he, I mean, he spoke so highly of Jack Quinn, not taking it from Jack Quinn, but like the basis around, you know, the, the accolades, it was, was, was the Rossi. So we were all went to Rossi, but they both played for his team. So like when, when, when they announced a pick from the Ottawa 67s and we're all like, and then they said, Jack Quinn's like, Oh, but it wasn't as bad as was with Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. Cause they go up to like the Buffalo bills select Josh. And then we're all like this. It was almost like Goodell just held it for a second. And then said Allen and everybody around me, including myself was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like I was at a, a local bar, bar in South Buffalo with all my friends and a couple of my buddies, they weren't really familiar with college football, but I was like, I was like, it's, he's going to be terrible. He had three games this past season where he threw for under a hundred yards. The guy's in act. I all, everything that's been said about Josh Allen, I said all of it, <laughs> every single one of it. And like hasn't aged well, especially in no. comparison to Josh Rosen. Oh my and, God. And like, even, even last year, I mean, obviously Josh Allen's having an incredible year this year. Uh, and it's like kind of taking the next step with like with receivers. So I mean, he's going to be great and he already is great. But even last year when he was starting to like break out a little bit, but still making like really bonehead throws and just really dumb decisions. I was like, I'm still in on Josh Allen because he is extremely entertaining for better or for worse. Like you watch a Josh Allen game, you're going to be entertained and you're going to just, your mind is going to be blown uh, positively and negatively because the guy's just a wild card. Oh yeah. And you know what the thing is, it is, man, when he was, nobody had any clue that he could run the way he could, that he could, that I he mean, could run the I ball. had no idea. Nobody Especially had that idea. So that was just, yeah. that was just an added bonus to, to, to him. And I'm like, in that first year, man, I kind of like just kept quiet, begrudging, like, fuck, man, this guy might be good. <laughs> Shit, he might be good. I might have to eat my words. Shit. Cause you want, you mean, I'm a Bills fan uh, through and through. But like, I don't want to have to be that guy to be like, ah, shit, man, I was wrong. But everybody, but you know, everybody was. Is this third year? Third year in the league? It's third year, man. Yeah. And everything, everything in his third year in the league that he could, he would easily, easily be considered the best quarterback in the AFC East. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. And now, 
the, here's the thing is years ago that would have sounded absolutely bananas yeah. if anybody yeah, tried to yo, you know and here's the thing man now with what's going on with the jets which is it's fucking hilarious um you know you have a division here in the afc east that could arguably arguably be one of the best divisions in football where it hasn't been in the next co- couple of coming years because obviously and the patriots could be the worst team which is wild and <laughs> yeah. here's the thing here, here's the thing. There's a lot of speculation around some quarterbacks might be on the move next year. I did see something about Carson Wentz in in, in, in New England. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate that for you guys because I think that he, I mean, obviously that year before he got hurt, he was having an MVP like year. Um, he has the ability. I think that injury has set him back and having a guy like Bill Belichick, who, if anyone doubts that he's the best, great, the greatest right. coach of all time, you're just, you're just ignorant. You're an idiot. The um, thing about Carson Wentz, though, that like worries me in that situation is that it's not really it's not necessarily a low risk gamble because he has an extension that kicks in next year, yeah. which is insane. They signed yeah. him to an, a four year extension and it doesn't kick in till next year. And they, he might not even be on the Eagles by the time that kicks in. Exactly. And I mean, I, to, to, to either cut him or trade him, the Eagles are going to have to retain like a, a quite a bit of salary. There's yeah. just no way you're not, you know, and, you know, we'll see. You will see how. um Hertz does here uh, next week seeing his he's starting but you know with you know you know to get away from the football stuff um well, you guys you guys could shop around and see if Jameis Winston's available all right I heard <laughs> I heard his volatility that. is that of uh of Josh Allen he'll blow your mind one way so, or yeah, another so I, was, I was literally gonna say that I was gonna say like Josh Allen for me last year was like Jameis Winston where it's like I'll watch Jameis Winston because it's going to be a high event game when yeah. he's throwing the ball. He's either going to throw an interception or he's going to throw a touchdown. And it's either way, I'm going to be thoroughly engrossed in this game. Um, so like he is like, he's a better Jameis Winston or was <laughs> yeah. better Jameis Winston. Now I would say he's like a, just a good quarterback. Well, uh, but I mean, if I'm Jameis Winston, it's unbelievable that the Saints signed Jameis Winston to be, to be the backup. And then Drew Brees goes down and they're starting <laughs> Taysom Hill, which is incredible. <laughs> Yeah. What do you what, what are you thinking when you're Jace, uh, Jameis Winston? When you have uh, to, it's just the the latest bad decision in yeah. a career of bad decisions for Jameis Winston. Yeah, so, like you know. like like you're sitting there thinking back, it's like shit, man. Like he went down, breeze wheels down. I think I'm finally gonna get my chance. Like kind of like kind of like Teddy Bridgewater the year before. He goes in and then he and then he goes you know he goes somewhere else because he played well when he was playing with the Saints. Jameis was like maybe maybe this is my opportunity to have like that that, that Teddy Bridgewater moment. And think about how many places where he could have signed that could like, could use a quarterback right now that like yeah. he might be starting uh, at, at so many teams. Like he could have signed with the like, Cowboys. He'd, yeah. he'd be starting for the Cowboys right now. Oh, for yep. sure. Or you know, another guy too, you guys could be looking at, you know, one last, one last point was, you know, I think honestly, I think the Lions should absolutely blow it up, man. They have been at the. You know, I would love the, Matt Stafford. Exactly. I would absolutely love Matt Stafford on the Patriots. I think if Matt Stafford is like were, one of the most underrated were, quarterbacks. Because he's been playing on a terrible franchise. Right. Like you look at the t- the players that have been there back from Barry Sanders, they were terrible. I mean, they've had one playoff, like, one playoff win or one playoff appearance dating how many years? And then, you know, you have a guy like Calvin Johnson, an absolute specimen. And he retires early. I he mean, like, Lions I fans have it literally back. rather quit than play for the Lions. <laughs> yeah, <anymore>. exactly. <laughs> and then you get Matthew Stafford, who's constantly getting blown up behind terrible offensive lines. They never seem to have a legitimate starting running back. And like, I feel for the guy, you know. And he's got an incredible arm. He's pretty, oh God, pretty good yeah. quarterback. Like he would put up. He, he's been wasted in Detroit for sure. Hundred percent. Like that, that. That was such a. 
they wrote the book on not how to build a rookie, yeah. like, you know, build around a quarterback, man. So Although like, I will say he's been handsomely consum, con, uh, handsomely compensated for being wasted in Detroit. They oh, have paid sure. him so much money. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I, I just, you know, I, I feel, you know, cause he seems like a really good guy, you know, and he's a competitor. It sucks to see a, a career like that just go to waste. And I really do hope they move on from him and give him a chance to win somewhere else. They should. You know, I don't necessarily want to be in New England, but Hey man, I love watching competitive football and right. you know, it would be cool to see a really competitive AFC East in the next five years. And if that means bringing in a guy like Matthew Stafford to be that guy and just, have those games be, you know, just extremely fun to watch instead of being so one-sided. I'm all for, I'm all aboard. Same. Um, you know, with that being said, Pete, you know, you know, obviously you're a Bruins guy, you know, you, you play a lot of shell. You, you started a franchise mode with the Sabres. Um, I, again, I don't know how familiar you are with the Sabres, but um, you know, we got a lot going on here in Buffalo, you know, starting back, obviously, you know, from last year, um, it was an absolute disaster, a miserable season and miserable end to a season that ended with obviously not finishing with COVID. Um, a lot of fan, uh, a lot of, a lot of upset fans, including myself, obviously. <laughs> and then, you know, you see them bring in, you, you see them completely clean house. They bring in a guy like Kevin Adams and he's making the right moves. Um, it seems at least he's making the right moves. Uh, I don't know how to look at any different. Um, you bring in – one of the forgotten guys of all this after signing Taylor Hall has been Eric Stahl. Uh, you bring in – finally bring in a guy, you know, that's a legitimate second-line center in Eric Stahl. You sign Taylor Hall. You sign Cody Eakin. You, you, you get all your RFAs locked up. And, it, you know, just when it seems to look like the Sabres could, like, really have a shot here to make, make a push for, like, a, a, one of the, the last, like, playoff spots this season, COVID – you know, shortened season, which I don't, I'm not against the shortened season. I think that actually benefits Buffalo, but then you see this fucking, this, this division realignment and what we've been thrown into. It's just like us in Buffalo. It's just like had, you know, what? So, you know, just your thoughts on all that, man, because that's wild to see the division that the Buffalo has been tossed into here. Uh, just the name, you know, between Boston, Pittsburgh, excuse me the rangers the islanders all you know a few more like it's Caps, just like penguins, penguins. Like, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like jesus christ man like fuck. yeah i mean i do think i think you're you're right that like the shorter season would benefit buffalo especially given the way that the last few years have trended like just yeah. end the season after like like early november the Sabres are in good shape uh but no i think yeah i mean the competitive balance of the new divisions is wildly uh, disproportionate like yeah the the Atlantic the hybrid Atlantic like Metro division is insane that's by far the most competitive I think the like there's a good chance the Bruins might not even make it out of out of that that division um, the the Canadian one is you know it, it is what it is I think you know it's a little top heavy and division C is terrible like the lightning the lightning are gonna win 50 games in that division it's insane yeah, uh, Maddie, and like your thoughts on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absurd uh, division. The only yeah. other team that is you could even I I think the only other team that you could even say is good in that division would be the the Hurricanes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the Hurricanes have been fun to watch, man. The, the Panthers are just a shit show. Um, I, I disagree with almost any move that organization has made for almost a decade now. You go and you sign a Sergei Bobrovsky to a $10 million a year deal, and then you draft Spencer Knight in the first round. It's just like, what are, you, what are you guys trying to do? You think Spencer Knight, when he's ready to play, is going to be, you know, when you, you think – you know, you're not you're not gonna be able to trade away that Bobrovsky contract. It's never gonna happen. No. It's as untradeable as the Carey Price contract, which is yeah. why even as a goalie, I'm 150 percent against paying goalies big money. I was, I was gonna say I was gonna ask that because I, I wrote a column last year. I was like, I think the the Bobrovsky deal will be sure. like the last goalie mega deal, and and like I I thought that that uh, Holpe was gonna get a bunch of money this summer. Um, but obviously COVID kind of threw a wrench into, into those plans. Um, and I, I really think that that teams are just not going to pay goalies anymore. It doesn't make sense to, you know, how many times have been proven over and over and over again that you don't need an elite goaltender to win a cup. You need to build in front of a goaltender. And like, again, that hurts for me to say as a goalie, I'm sure Matt too. It's just, you know, like you see even Jonathan quick. Okay. Those runs with, with quick uh, in LA, I think quick was more of an elite playoff goalie than he was a regular season goaltender. Yeah. He showed sure. up in the playoffs. I, you know? I think, I think that I, I would argue that uh, you, you don't need an elite goaltender to, to win a cup, but you need elite goaltending to win a cup. Yeah. Like it, you need a goaltender who is playing his best hockey in between the pipes to win a cup. Uh, but you don't need to pay out of the ass for that. No, like, we've don't. seen that. We've seen that in the past. Jordan Bennington came out of nowhere played unbelievable like obviously it's 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 easier to say well we'll just get elite goaltending from a guy who we're not paying for that like it's easier to say that than do it but it's we've seen over the years it is possible and we've also seen over the years it is extremely valuable to have goaltending by committee to have two guys uh and you know even going back to the penguins when they had flurry and murray uh then you had uh, the, the, the Knights just went out last year. Like, I think that the league is trending towards uh, two guys, two a good goalies, 1A, 1B, and running with the hot hand. Absolutely. And I, I loved what, I mean, granted, they've, I mean, I think, you know, with them hanging on to Flurry right now, I mean, it's not a bad thing, um, even though they're in cap hell right now. But I think Flurry could be a, a guy that might, you know, end up leaving again in the expansion draft with Seattle, another, another situation like that. And I feel for the guy, but he's got three rings. So it's hard for me to feel, but yeah, man. Um, I just, I'm, I'm so against paying goaltenders top end money. Um, I was fine with the Robin Leonard deal. I mean, I think it was like five for 25. That's fine for me. Anything over six, you just don't do it. You handcuff your team in so many other places, Montreal being the best example I mean, even if you even assign Bobrovsky to a reasonable deal, not the $10 million, that organization is such a shit show that, like, you know, I don't think it would have even mattered. Like, right. even dating back to the Vegas expansion draft, they left Mar- Marchessault unprotected and just gave him to Vegas. Like, come on. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they gave him to Vegas and they gave Riley Smith. Yeah. Which is, like, they, they gave up more than they had to to give away a good player, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, you- yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, I think that the, the, the Knights – would give flurry away in a second. They just can't right now because they have no leverage in a deal. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it, I think that it, that teams want uh, teams want multiple good goaltenders. Uh, I would not recommend doing it the way that the, the Knights have done it in terms of paying like $13 million oh, between two goaltenders. 
you know, and they're, like I said, they're in cap hell right now. You hear things right. like, um, you know, they did, they went and signed Petrangelo. And now you hear that Pacioretty is on the market. You know, I'm not sure how much truth there is behind that. Um, you know, Marshall is on the market. You know, I'm a Sabres fan. I'm sitting back. I know we don't have much flexibility with cap. But I mean, you know, and again, I, for some reason we were, I, I think Rasmus was a line is going to be here to 2030 because the guy, the guy, the guy just seems to stick around, even though analytically he's not the worst defenseman <laughs> in the league. It, 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 it's, it's comic, it's comical at this point, man. Like, it's just, you know, I, I just, don't, I don't get it, man. Sometimes I, I, I just wish they would have taken it. At this point, I'll take him for what we can get him for just to get rid of the contract and just bring in somebody that, you know, can at least play well in their own end and has a little bit of a higher, higher, higher hockey IQ. Because I have to watch that guy not th- not throw it high, uh, throw it out of the zone high enough the boards, rather try and stick him up through three guys. I'm just going to, I'm all his hair is going to, I'm just going to rip it all out. <laughs> it's just terrible, man. Like, you know, it's just. Every season, man, and you hear some of these things they say. He's like, "Well, you know, he still doesn't." Well, like, when is he going to reach his ceiling? Because it's been how many friggin' years now, and he hasn't figured it out yet. And if he hasn't figured it out yet, he's not going to figure it out next year, or the year after that. So, I mean, I see guys like Travis Hammond, of course, still out there. Sammy Vatnin are still out there. Like guys who I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I wish you know that the Sabers would even take a sniff at bring yeah. more stability to your blue line. Like for fuck's sakes. Sabres Speaking are just of, trying to corner the market on guys named Rasmus. That's it. <laughs> really, Rasmus. I hear the plural for that. It's supposed to be like Rasmus. <laughs> Speaking of big defensemen, though, uh, you're you're where you're located out there. What do you think about Big Z and uh, his still undecided on where he's going to land? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm I'm I am of the opinion like I think that he's he hasn't been. I wouldn't say that he hasn't been good, but he hasn't been Zidane Ochara for a few years now. Um, and I don't necessarily know how much he helps this team, but I'm going to be like personally devastated if he goes anywhere else, especially where he's shown over the past couple of years that he is willing to take like basically whatever the Bruins will give him to stay in Boston. And he's been such a pillar of this team and and such a pillar of the organization, turning it around that like, if he wants to play one more year and he's willing to do it for like veteran minimum money, then absolutely give him that contract just don't even think about it please just let him have his like one victory lap season and i'll i'll choke that down it's fine because they just signed like kevin miller to a deal that they easily could have given zidane chara and i think they'd get more value from zidane chara i agree 100 percent. like you know actually i was actually gonna bring up kevin miller too but you, you took it kind of right out of my mouth and then um just letting go of, was it mcavoy mcavoy they let to go who they, no, no, they, 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 uh, they have McAvoy. They're keeping McAvoy. McAvoy. Sorry, yeah. who, who do they, who do they? Troy uh, Krug. Troy Krug. Yeah, I apologize. That's 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 criminal of me. Um, but just you let go of a guy like that, and then you, you know, you, with your with your blue line, you that's such a huge piece to lose. And yeah, and um, and like the way that they handled that too just drove me crazy because it, it made no sense. Like you know, yeah, is, is insane. I mean, they 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 lowballed him on the first offer, uh, which was like six months ago or towards the beginning of the year, like January or something. And then they kept feeding stories to the media saying that they, well, he wants more money. He's blah, blah, blah. He turned down the offer. Uh, they never made another offer to him after that, after that first one where they lowballed him and they sort of like made him out to seem like he was being greedy. And I, like, I, I talked to the guy and he was like, I never got, I've never got a contract offer. I wanted to stay here. I would have taken a discount oh, and they just never gave him a deal, which is crazy. 
Like that it, remind, that reminds it, me just say, just say like, we, we're going to change, we're going to change directions. We're going to go in a different direction. We thank Tori Krug for everything that he did here, but we want to go in a different direction. Don't make it seem like you kind of like smearing the guy on the way out of town when he's been, when he's done nothing but really good things for the team and for the community. Yeah. I actually, you know, I wrote, um, you know, I work for a train wreck sports here in Buffalo. It's kind of like a fan, not like Barstool. Like obviously Barstool is just a fucking an empire, but you know, we have our own like fan run sports platform here in Buffalo called train wreck sports. Um, that was more or less inspired by, you know, Bill's mafia and just, you know, a group of younger guys got together and I hopped on with them, you know, this past year, but, um, you know, with, 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 with train, with train rack, one, one of the, one of the things, um, with us, you know, I remember, you know, looking back, um, a lot of this remind, we were just talking about this. A lot of this reminds me of, um, when we lost Breer and jury on the same day in free agency years ago. Because you know, we were just talking about it, and um, you know, it, you just the nonsense that you know you heard about in the media with it, you know, because Breer wanted to stay here. You know, Breer was all about, you know, if you would have offered him six a year after having a career season, and he, he uh, the offer he got from the arbitrator was a year for five million. They waited till the day of free agency to finally make Daniel Breer an offer when it was clear as day that Chris Drury wasn't coming back and all the smoke that Drury kind of blew up Buffalo's ass that he didn't want it to be a distraction during the playoff run. You know, he wanted to focus on the playoffs. I really believe that Drury had zero intention of resigning here. I, I thought that he was always going to go to the Rangers. He grew up loving the Rangers. I, I, I thoroughly believe that was the, that was the plan. Even they can say what they want, but I mean, I know the Sabres made offers and then he goes and signs with the Rangers for not that dramatically different of money. Um, and then you, you try and the last ditch effort with Briere day of free agency, you don't even offer the guy a raise in pay after having a career season uh, five for 25. I don't blame him for going to Philly because he felt probably insulted. Honestly, it's just like, if you would have offered him six a year, it, it, you know, weeks earlier, he would have been a Buffalo Sabre for the next five years. And, you know, right. you know, he had career seasons, more career years with, with Philly. He was uh, the leading playoff scorer a couple of years in a row. It was, it was insane how well he played. Um, and it's just the story of Buffalo, you know, it's just like, you know, you, you watch those players, you know, you put the, both the bills and the Sabres, you know, up until recently with the bills, you watch star players just kind of slip away just because you're not willing to pay or not be transparent. Yeah. Somebody asked me, I do a newsletter for CBS sports and somebody asked me this week, they were like, <clears throat> Is there any city uh, or state that is like more depressing sports wise than Minnesota? And and Minnesota like with with all they had they've had good teams, but they always choke in the playoffs and like they're just thoroughly in it uninteresting in terms of hockey. Like the Wild are the most boring team in the oh league. They haven't done they they're just so unremarkable, and that's that state deserves so much better because it is a great hockey state. Um, but. The wild are terrible, but my answer was like, I think that Minnesota probably takes the cake there um, just in terms of like not, never winning anything, but Buffalo is probably pretty, pretty close behind. I, I would say think. that Minnesota and Buffalo are probably like the two that come to mind. If I had to think I, of like most depressing existences, I would think that if we had like, and I'm not, nothing's nothing against UB because UB is really, really, you know, you know, now they're a ranked football team after that insane game by Jarrett Patterson a couple weeks ago, eight touchdowns in a single game. 
but you know um, we don't have as much of like a staple college football program as like Minnesota does with, with hockey and whatnot. So I would actually probably give it to us because we've literally not won a thing. We lost, we lost our NBA franchise years ago. Less teams to root for. Yeah. You know, it's just, but does that, but does that make it more depressing for Minnesota that they have more teams to root for and they all still disappoint them? That's true. That's true. That's a tough one. At least, at least the number of teams that you're being let down by is is, uh, to a minimum. I, I used to say this about the Sox before. Um, well, my grandfather used to say this about the Sox um, before they finally won in at 04 is that uh, they, they don't, they, they, they don't just lose. They make it an art form. And mm-hmm. that's what the Sabres do to us. That's what the bills would do to us. Like there were the lightning. Be- that's what the lightning did for a while. Yeah. And then they, now he's got two cups. Snatching, right. snatching defeat from the mouth of victory as yeah. they call it. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's insane, man. Like you, you go back to no goal. Then the phantom goal against Philly where the John LeClaire shot went through the side of the net and everybody knew it, but the refs, um, you know, why, you know, wide, right. You know, home run throwback obviously. And then just, it's just so much around Buffalo because it's never just them losing. It's just the way they lose the pain. Yeah. Pain. And then recently the past years of the Sabres, like you have these hot starts, a 10 game winning streak. And then this past season, they, 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 they catch fire in the beginning of the season. And then they just like, they suck you in. They're great at selling hope. Yep. They sell you hope in the beginning of the season. And then you get in and it's just like, son of a bitch, not again. <laughs> For the name like name like Jack Eichel too. I mean, what a what oh, a don't stud. Don't even get me started, man. Because we're yeah. wait, you know you wasted that extent that, that that entry level deal. You're doing it again with Rasmus Dahlin, and then again you finally bring. And it, this actually pissed me off too. I, you know, I took a dig at Dangle on one of my shows too. Uh, I forget who he had on from uh, maybe it was sports not. I forget her name, but they were talking. It was right after like uh, Taylor Hall signed with Buffalo, and they couldn't understand the appeal of, like of. Hall wanting to come to Buffalo because he says he wants to win. It's just like, well, first off, he wants to get paid, and but he's gonna get paid. He, you know, he, he wants that next big, that big contract he gets. He wants to try and you know get do do the best he can this season to get paid the following season. It doesn't matter who it's from, whether it's from Buffalo or somebody else. So I do understand the reason. I, I said was. it immediately. I wrote I wrote a column immediately. I was like, yeah. this this makes a lot of sense when you think about it. He's playing yeah, with an elite does. level. He's playing with an elite level uh, center on a team that's going to give him a ton of run. Like they're probably not going to contend this year, but whatever he's got, he's, he's using this year to, to cash in next year. Like he's going to get tons of, of power play time. He's going to get first line minutes. He's going to play with an elite center. Uh, and he's going to have a, a chance to stack up points. And then like the, the Sabres have shown that they're willing to pay. And in the case of Jeff Skinner overpay uh, for production, that they get beside Jack Eichel. So, I mean, not a bad choice if, if you're Taylor Hall. Who do you think now that that first line has always been, you know, Sam and Jack have gone together like, you know, lamb and tuna fish, you know, big daddy quote there. <laughs> or uh, spaghetti and meatball, you prefer? Um, but with regardless, you know, they've, they've been together for so many years and people, the analytics people like to say that, you know, Sam can drive his own line. Me personally, I want nothing to do with Sam Reinhardt on our first line. I think you bring your $9 million man up on the front line. Have him play on his off wing, him, Taylor Hall, and Eichel, and just get the best you can. Maximize maximize what you can out of that first line. 
bring, you know, ha- have Sam play down on the second line with Olsson and, and, and Stahl. And I really think you have two really lethal uh top you know two really lethal lines there that can really you know improve this team next season and where i i said it and i said it on twitter earlier i, I really think the sabers could be somewhat of a dark horse in this division because and it really for me it hinges on two moves i think you need to get better at your backup goalie position you have to uh carter hart carter hutton was not cutting it and i think you need to bring in one more defenseman that could it doesn't have to be a high paid a, a stay-at-home defenseman to take re- pressure off a guy like rasmus Dahlin. Um, where he doesn't, where you can allow him to go do his thing offensively, and you know you have that guy and that stay-at-home guy to sit back on the blue line and cover for his mistakes. An experienced guy, a guy like maybe a Travis Hamonic, um, you know, and they don't have either of those two things. And I think that the backup goalie makes you gives you a breath of contention, maybe as far as making the playoffs. I think if you bring the other defenseman on top of that, I think I would feel comfortable in saying that I think they could be a playoff team next season in a shortened season. Yeah, I, I disagree. Like, I, I just think that, that that division is so tough. And I, I think that, like, the Sabres definitely got better this offseason. And their top six is pretty good, no matter which way you, you mix it. Um, and, you know, maybe the bottom six surprises you with, like, Cody Eakin. And I don't know where, if Dylan Cousins is going to slot in and, and where, he'll where he'll play. But, like, I think that, that their top six is going to be good. And they're, they're moving in the right direction. But they're, they're sort of like, to me, like the Vancouver the Vancouver Canucks a, like a couple of years ago where it's like they had some nice pieces to build, but they just weren't there yet. And I still think the defense is, is a little rough. Uh, the goaltending, I don't know if it is, is if it's going to be good enough, especially considering with like a, a condensed season, I, I feel like the teams are going to run their number ones a little bit m- more. Yep. Like, because the, every game is going to matter more. And right. so you're not going to see their top goalies and the hot hands rested as much as, as you normally would. So I, I don't have a ton of faith in, in, uh, in the Sabres goaltending tandem uh, in either one of those guys being able to, to really carry, especially with the defense in front of them. I, I, you know, that, that part I do agree with. I, I, I would feel a lot more comfortable in my optimism if they had a better backup option, honestly, because Linus Olmark as well, cause he did play very well last year. Um, I think that our, our, our I, and people like to say um, when you have a bad penalty killed, all eyes are normally on the goalie, which a lot of the times that is true, but our lack of, you know, hockey IQ on our blue line, blue, not blue line, blue line really fucking hurt us last season, man. And I, it goes back a lot to Rasmus uh, Ristolainen for sure. Um, I, you saw a lot of lack of use in guys like Colin Miller. I know um, uh, Brandon Montour was hurt a lot. So we didn't really see a ton of him last season. And then a Zach Bogosian drama, and then he fucking goes to goes to Tampa and wins a cup. <laughs> you have no idea like how much that hurt us here in Sabres fan when he lifted that Stanley Cup, man. It's like you gotta be fucking kidding me. We love Bogo too. He's awesome down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He almost he almost uh who did he who did he who did he uh uh get the get in the sack in that first game he played? Who was that? Uh, I'm not sure. To be that honest. clapper from the point just busted him right in his balls. <laughs> Oh, sure. I remember. Oh man. Oh, who was, that was it? tough. Was it Sorelli? Maybe. I don't remember, but man, that was, I, I remember watching that. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And all goalies know how that feels, man, because we were, we, we, we were a little bit bigger of cup dude, but it's not all protective. Dude. You take a direct shot right to the, right to the sack. Dude. It, it, oh my God. 
it's it dude you like you just you, you feel like he got a puke you, you lose all your breath it's bad man like i almost i almost would ra- i almost would rather get run and not than have to deal with that man and it, it, it's it's a terrible fair it, yeah it's just terrible and i and i've had both happen multiple times well and especially taking one like i did a few circle it fucking hits me right in the side of the neck and when i tell you man like i thought i was gonna die i thought i was gonna die because i legitimately couldn't breathe for at least a minute like i, I was gasping for air i could not breathe like you just but hey warm-ups you know try and hit the goalie in the head doesn't like, seem like a good I, time no it's not man it sucks you know guys can be dickheads but you know you i've know, got a question though how do you fit that beard inside inside a goalie beard man you know i obviously i had to loosen up the chin strap a little bit um i'm actually you know uh, i think he's talking about mine i think i think i am (laughs) yes you know i mean uh, both of you have have nice beards going on i feel very inadequate with my facial hair which just will never come but i'm very curious how that fits inside a goalie mask very carefully uh you can see a little dent in it today because i had a game last night that's from the chin strap but it's another neck guard that's all it is it's just a secondary True. neck guard I, so. I envy you buddy dude, because but that brings up a good point actually i'm i'm surfing through uh this awesome twitter feed here and uh anyone who uses a three-in-one product is a threat to society <laughs> yeah so so obviously you've got great flow going on uh Dwayne over here's got some not according flow. to his mom oh yeah, yeah i right? know it's Talk unbelievable unbelievable absolutely canceled after after suggesting that i got it i take so, pride in my hair i mean you obviously do too i take pride in my hair man like and believe it or not a year and a half ago dude this was down to here dude i actually donated it um i cut 13 inches off and it was wow. still uh, uh it was still uh past my years when i got it cut man that's um, insane donated it and yeah it was like probably two years of just never cutting it this is about a year now so mine's back here too. I've got it. It's just fresh out the shower. So it's still, go. uh, so the what's best. your go-to then? What's your, what's your, uh, your hair routine here? It's just, you just got to go with like a, a, a decent shampoo and conditioner. You, you don't get it all in the same place. Like <laughs> each thing does its own thing. So you buy them separately. The so fact you, that, that like a two in one or a three in one is, is skimping somewhere. So yeah, no not, name, no name drops or brand names. You can't give it man. to us or what's I, uh, your routine? What's, I think uh, my, I think my favorite one, I, I honestly don't know the brand name. I know what the bottle looks like and I know what's in it. It's like Moroccan oil. There's like a Moroccan oil shampoo and conditioner combo that is unbelievable that I love. Uh, but I, I don't know the name. I apologize. I know that they come in separate bottles and that's the way that you should be approaching. <laughs> well, 
You heard it here first, people. Yeah. A, a lot of people have been tweeting back at me all day today, too, being like, here's this three and one. Here's this five and one. Here's this six no, and one. Five it's and like, one. It's insane. Like, what are you, you, what are you brushing your teeth with the same thing that you're washing your hair and body wash with? It's it all ridiculous. Is, the only time it's ever an exception, in my opinion, to have a two and one is at hockey, man. Like, you don't want to. I don't know if you ever That's played fun. hockey. You don't have to go through like a process after a game or whatever. Yeah, just in like, and out. Well, th the thing of it is, man, is it, I'm sure Maddie knows too, dude. If your bottle pops open in your bag, dude, and you get shampoo all over it, and especially with goalie equipment, it's a disaster, man. So I definitely like having the the the, the, the two and one just for hockey strictly. Tressa May in the shower at home, man. That's the reason I have the hair I do. Um, you know, thank 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 you to my mother. You know, R.I.P. She she blessed me with great hair. My dad too. I come from I come from great hair. But, um, you know, it's, you know, I actually, I'm still, I, I still can't get off the fact that I thought you're talking about me with the beard. <laughs> I can't get off you the other screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why did that? And the second you met, you, you corrected me. I'm like, yeah, why the fuck would I think he was talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's what you get for inviting on a, a guest co-host who has a, a, a absurd beard. Oh, uh, that is a great beard though. Uh, thank you. you it, uh, it's very seasonal too, because you look like Yukon Cornelius. That's it. That's what you I was going to say. Up, and I, I've got uh, a red uh, uh, hockey UConn day Cornelius in Canada hat. hat that I wear every now and then a, uh, a toque as you guys would call it up there. And uh, yeah, it really puts the, you don't puts call the it uh, outfit together. Do <laughs> you guys not call it toques up there? Is that not, not Canada, no. you fucking Siv? What are you in talking about? Uh, yeah. You're practically You're Canada. Enough. You're Buffalo. You're You're South Canada. Yeah, yeah. South you know Canada. what? You know what? I, I I drink maple syrup by the fucking gallon because I'm get the out of here, man. Um, you know, another thing here, Pete, too, is obviously you're you you stay in touch with your fans a lot on your social media platforms. You play a lot of uh, chell on Twitch, and one of the things I noticed, man, when I pulled up your last feed was the stats on Sam Reinhardt, where you over a point a game, and I'm Absurd. like, man, if we can get that out of Sam. Fuck man, I'm sign sign him sign him long term. Shit man, absolutely. But that's one of my biggest problems with Sam, dude. Is just like you put him on the right side, and he's always been like a bridge 50, 55 point scorer. You know, I don't know where he would have really ended up this past season. But playing on Jack's right side, I want like again, I want to maximize the most I can on that right side. But seeing but seeing your Twitch stream and seeing Sam having the season he's kind of having, dude, just like making me like, man, that's fucking insane. Like how the how is crushed. That? Yeah, dude. How is that, man? Like, you know, you know, how, how is the following? You, you say you get bullied a lot by your fans on Twitch. Oh, yeah. I I honestly want to get on Twitch. I've never like really messed around with that. What's it like? Because I definitely want to start streaming from Twitch myself. It is, uh, it's honestly incredible and it's way, way better than I, that I ever could have imagined. Uh, like it, it's a grind to actually like establish a community, but I will say that like the Twitch community has been way less toxic than I expected. Um, cause I know a lot of people say that like Twitch can, can often be toxic. Um, but like everybody rags on me and everybody dunks on me and they all make fun of me, but it's in like a very, uh, like just joking around uh sense and 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 like tone and I, I i appreciate that like i love giving it and i i'm willing to take it the yeah. thing about like twitter though is like twitter that stuff will happen but they actually hate you and they're like i literally legitimately want you to go die and so like 
it's very it's been oh. very fun to go to Twitch where that happens and they're just joking around. Um, so the community has been awesome. And like the Sabres franchise has been amazing there because um, like I, I, I sort of like wanted to make it a community thing where like this is our team. Yeah. And uh, the what what I ended up doing was like if you watch a, a Twitch channel, you earn channel points and they start accruing and stuff like that. And so I said it. I set like one of the the channel point redemption benchmarks was like if you earn sixty nine thousand points in the in the Twitch chat, uh, you can tell me to trade a player or trade for yes. a certain player. And so like that has led to my chat just trying to sabotage my team as much as possible. And it's very funny. It's really good for content. Like over the past two weeks, uh, like it takes forever to get get all those points. And over yeah. the past two weeks, uh. My, my chats made me trade uh, trade me, for Milan Lucic. They've made me trade for Zach Parisi and his contract. They've made me cha- trade for Johnny Boychuk and his one eye. Uh, they've made me trade for uh, they made me trade for Justin Falk. They made me trade for um, there was another one this week. Oh, they made me trade for Cody Cece and Jack Johnson. So like over the past two weeks, my team has been absolutely flooded with with just awful contracts and just bad players. So uh, it's been very fun and very challenging because they're just trying to make it even more difficult on me. I mean, yeah, dude, like uh, I saw the Cody CC thing. That was bad enough. And then like <laughs> right. Zach Parise, which is even hard to believe he's still in the frigging league and another, another, another talent and another career wasted, you know, again, like we talked about earlier in Minnesota, a team that, you know, when they first, when they first brought those guys in in Suter and was it, was Suter and uh, wait, wasn't uh, Suter and Parisi were at, like same day matching contracts, yeah. that same free agency. Am I wrong for thinking that before he played in Nashville, um, now he's in Montreal? Weber, Weber, Weber was he was he with Minnesota? No, he wasn't. Ever. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. He went he went from Nashville to uh, to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of something. He, he, he was always with Nashville. Okay. I don't know why. I, I just pictured. Oh, or no, Suter was with Nashville, wasn't he? Suter. Uh, Suter oh. Was Suter with Nashville? Yeah, he was, he was. He was. He yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Suter and him were in Nashville together and Suter. You're right. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the Zach Parise. He's still in the league. Shit. Uh, I like um, Zach Parise too, but like, I don't like the contract. That contract is one of the worst contract. in the league. So. Uh, as bad as Kyle Ocposo. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I tried to trade Kyle. I, I don't know if he, Kyle Alcoso was part of that deal, but I think, I think he might've been part of the Zach Parise deal where I was oh. like, I, I can't keep both of them. Can't keep both these contracts on. Unbelievable so, human being, man. But yeah. you know, Oh God, on the ice. Um, you know, another thing too, uh, you know, you're getting ready for um, the quarantine cup part two with a uh, friend of the program, Stevie Dangle up in Toronto, uh, the Dangle Navy, you know, I want to walk us through that, man. A lot of, a lot of uh, hype around that. Can you just uh, walk us through, you know, you know how that started and how round one went? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, towards the beginning of, of the pandemic, when we were kind of, we're all in lockdown and, and looking for stuff to do and hockey got shut down. We're like, all right, we'll, we'll put on this like little event where, if you're missing hockey, you can watch some, some virtual hockey, some competitive virtual yeah. hockey. Uh, and that was like just at, around the time where I was uh, starting to get into Twitch pretty consistently. And so we put on this event where like my EASHL team, which is like the six people that uh, we, we feel the team with, are going to go up against Steve's team. 
uh, so six V six and it's a lot of like, uh, Toronto media guys. And so we did that and broadcasted it and we raised a bunch of money. Um, and they, they smoked us. It was, it was very bad. Uh, we didn't play all that seriously. They played a bunch more than, than we did. Um, and so we got smoked. It was still a ton of fun. A ton of people showed up. We raised a couple thousand dollars. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So now that things are starting to kick back up again, and uh, we still got this time before maybe the season starts in a couple weeks, we're going to run it back on uh, NHL 21. So next to Friday and Saturday, um, December 18th and 19th. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Best of seven series. A lot of, a uh, lot of, hopefully we will raise some money. Uh, if, if my team loses again, I'm going to have to buy an Austin Matthews Jersey and wear it on stream. If, uh, if Steve's team loses, he's got to buy, uh, I believe, I think it's going to be Tuka Rask because no, no. of make him, make him buy a Carolina David Ayers Jersey. <laughs> honestly, that would be honestly, incredible. You want to know, you want to know what my screensaver is? I, I, I swear to God, man, because I, I, I like my job sucks sometimes dude, and I need to laugh every time when I come home and just do stuff for the show and whatnot. Believe it or not, I I swear on everything. I can't. Sh- I mean, I probably sh- I don't think I can screen share. I don't know. I won't though. It is Steve Dangle with his hands like this at that, that video he posted that night. You lost to a forty-two year old Zamboni driver who works for your team. It is one of the funniest moments of all of last year. And I remember live streaming on Twitter and Instagram and everything, just losing my fucking mind when he did his victory lap. It was, it was incredible as somebody who loves uh, the misery of the Leafs more than anybody in the world. That w- that was basically Christmas. Oh my that, God, that man. Game. Like I, you're not going to find a guy in Buffalo that despises that franchise more than me. I love the fans, <laughs> believe it or not. I love the fans. That's one of the good things that came from the rant last year is it's like, I think I can relate to that franchise a little bit, you know, because there's a lot of misery behind a lot of the losing. I mean, granted, I, I honestly, I don't think hockey's much better, at least in Buffalo, when that rivalry between us and Toronto, the QEW uh, rivalry is relevant. And, you know, I hope that we will, with the way things are looking in Buffalo and the direction, the things, the page is starting to turn a little bit, that it does become relevant again, because I fucking love going off about the Leafs that really, really gets me going, really fires me up. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I, 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 I'm not going to like ever root for the Canadians, but I want the Canadians to be relevant because yeah. it's like being a Bruins fan. It's more fun when Bruins Canadians exist. And like over the years, the Leafs has sort of taken the place as like the number one rival just because they're, they're better. Um, but like, I, I do agree w- with where you're coming from. Like uh, I, if the Leafs, God forbid ever did win a Stanley cup, uh, like yeah. I would be happy for, I know a lot of Leafs fans that I like. Yeah. I know a lot of Leafs fans that have been through a lot of crap. Uh, so as much as, as much as it was, as it was pain me to lose, like the jokes that I'm that I that I make about the Leafs, and Eat as much joke. as it would, as much as it would pain me to know how many awful Leafs fans were happy, there are a bunch of them that I do really like, and I would be happy for them to experience that once before they died. Yeah, same here in Buffalo, man. I hope you feel the same as us Sabres fans, man. I like to say, I, I mean, I like oh. I like the people of Buffalo. The people of Buffalo are, are good people. Have you ever Even, gotten uh, here? Have you ever gotten a chance to eat the eat the cuisine here from Buffalo? Uh, I haven't been to Buffalo in in a while. I uh, will be there next summer. So um, I've been told over the past handful of years that it 
has gotten a lot better in terms of a place to live. Now, it, it, honestly, and here's the, it, we're called like the city of good neighbors or whatever it is, but it, it, it's a fact, man. A lot of the athletes that do play or choose to stay here because, you know, we, you know, here's the thing. When you're at a Bills game or you're at a Sabres game, you're surrounded as a legitimately, like you're, you feel like you're surrounded by family. If somebody, somebody like, you know, throw, like, I remember I was at a, a, a snow game and uh, for the Bills and uh, I want to say, fuck, man, I want to say it was Indy, maybe. Is it Indy? Yeah, Indy. Um, Actually, 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 it's funny that, yeah, it was Indy because this is the three-year anniversary of that game. I had a snowball, an ice ball, pegged at the back of my head by an Indy fan wearing a Manning jersey, and, like, people I didn't know were just, like, this guy, like, like going after him. It was it was unbelievable. That's how it is, man. Um, at the Winter Classic, when we uh, – the Winter Classic, when we hosted it here in Buffalo, a similar situation where a couple, one of my buddies was getting shit – shit on from a Pittsburgh fan there were a lot of you know, a lot of Penguins fans there too um and they all came together like yo fuck this guy let's take care of him um it's it, you know that's just the way it feels man and like it, it goes with everyday life too man if you're if, if you're broke down on the side of the road somebody's gonna come find you and help you if, if you see an old person you know shoveling a driveway somebody always will stop and help them it's just the way that's just the, the family feel it is here in Buffalo so and I just you know I I I, I the people just need something, something to feel proud of outside of that sports wise, man. And, you know, it can't be from UB anymore winning a Mac championship. It's gotta be from the bills or the Sabres. So I got asked then it's a, almost a little bit of me getting to interview you then Dwayne. Uh, so are you uh are you an anchor bar? Or are you a Duff's or oh, are you bar. a, are you a daddy-o's? I've heard good things about daddy-o's, but I hear it's between anchor bar and Duff's right. Anchor bar. The procedure on anchor bar is because they, they made the chicken wing. All right. That, that, but as far as good wings go, there's dive bars, dive, you go to dive bars, man. That's where you're going to get your good wings. You go, you bar bill. Um, um, Gabriel, this is your Gabe. insight, by the way, Pete. Yeah. This is your tour yeah. of the. There's so many good plates. Duffs I mean, are right. I, I like Duffs, but I mean, I'm a big barbecue wing guy, and I prefer. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of their barbecue sauce at Duffs, man. But Pete, like, when you come to Buffalo, man, do you have any like firm contacts here in Buffalo? Uh, yeah. So I'm going for a wedding. Uh, one of my buddies is getting married. Uh, and so uh, it, I, I don't know what the plan is, but. I, I'm always down for dive bars. <laughs> Listen, that's why, and that's another point I was trying to remember earlier too. That That's why I think you would fit in so much with our train wreck crew. Not that you should come hang out with us, but like, like, you know, I know Portnoy when he was, uh, you know, in the tail tailgating when, it, uh, when he came into, uh, came to Buffalo, he kind of hung, came in and hung out with the tail, the train wreck crew for a while. Like that's our, that, 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 those are our people, dude, like dive bar people, you know, that, yeah. that's how we came to fruition. That's how we were born, man. And just, that's where you go to dive bars, man. Like I, there's so yeah. many places, my favorite, my favorite place for wings, unfortunately shut down right before COVID happened. Unfortunately, it was a place called the pub. The place was an absolute shithole. Hell yeah. Shitful. The shittier, the better. For so, honestly. You know, like, we, we had an alumni game, man, and an alumni game. And this broad, this broad was there, you know, a little blonde. And she, you know, she kept up my, my, my buddy, Pat, who was the head coach of the team. Uh, Cause I, I ended up coaching there too, for eight seasons. And there's this little team, like small uh, blonde at the bar. And, you know, you know, in, in reality, I, I don't like ranking women one to 10, but like in reality, she's probably more like a five, but at the pub, she's an 11 because you don't get bras like that at the pub. And she keeps eyeballing Pat. And I gotta lie, Pat's a good looking dude, man. Like he takes care of himself. 
And like, we kept on tricking Pat that like, Hey, look over here. And they kept making eye contact. This girl comes over. She's all uh-huh, like, you know, come to find, come to find out. Like she, she kept on trying to, uh, you know, yeah, she, she was, she was a, she was a prostitute and she was trying to sell herself <laughs> to half the team. And I'm not going to say somebody went home with her, but I'm pretty sure a few guys might've, but that's the type of place you were dealing with, man. That was a nightly occurrence at the pub, but hell yeah. I mean, I, 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 I want to feel like if I go to a dive bar, I want to feel like there's a, at least a legitimate chance that I could get stabbed in that place. Oh, Otherwise yeah. I don't like, want it. Like the, the, the shittier, the, the more dangerous, the better. I just moved into this place, uh, this house that I'm in now. Uh, and like right down the street, there is just like a very sketchy bar that I can't go into because it, because of COVID and stuff. But like, once this all clears up, once this gets a vac, once, once I get a vaccine, first place I'm going is that place. And I, I may never come out because it is that sketchy, but I'm, that's the first place I'm going. Yeah, man, you got to kiss the wife goodbye. Say, hey, I mean, I love you and everything. I love the kids, but um, might not make it back tonight. You know, I might get, you know, you know, <laughs> what, what's that fish, fish hooked in the bathroom when I'm taking a leak. <laughs> so, Pete, what uh, what part of Boston are you in without giving away too much? Obviously, don't, don't put your just, address out there or anything. But yeah, I just moved. I just moved to Quincy. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. No, my, it's funny. He said that earlier. We, I think we're more alike than we know. My family's from Brockton. My grandfather oh, graduated really? Brockton high school. And so we didn't even know this about each other until this episode. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah my, so uh, my, my grandfather's ashes, my, uh, um, part, some of them are actually at, at Fenway park. Uh, when my, uh, when he died and they, they cremated him, they took the Fenway tour and they made it onto the field and they, you know, nice. awesome. so they got some of his ashes on the field, which is nice. And like, I, th- anybody who's never been to Boston, man, even if you're not a baseball fan or you're not a Red Sox, Gotta fan, go. you have to go to Fenway park. You have to go to the, you know, take that tour. It's unbelievable. I was actually the year they won it in 2013. It was a 2013. Yeah. The year they won it, you know, you know, the bearded, the the beard, uh, the band of bearded brothers. Uh, um, you know, I was at a game against the diamondbacks. They were losing. I think it was like six, three in the eighth. And, uh, Johnny Gomes makes this fucking unbelievable catch at the wall, you know, and just for the third out. And you would have thought they just won the fucking game with how (laughs) the crowd reacted and sure as shit, you know, uh, on the bottom, it was the bottom of the eighth. They make uh, they get a single here, double here, a couple runs, and then Nava with a walk off single up the middle to win it, and then and it was such a cool experience. And you really felt I really felt even though it wasn't a playoff game, I felt like I was a part of that team for that one year. It was so cool. Yeah, I mean that place is 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 unbelievable. What? There's no like I know it's the most hyped uh, park in baseball, but I will guarantee that it lives up to the hype for anybody who goes there. Like oh, yeah. even every, like the first time that I go to a game every single year, like just walking from the like the the uh, what what do they call it the concourse level and you walk up that little ramp and you you like you first you see the field for the first time i get i get goosebumps still every single every time, time. Every, time. every time it's crazy yeah i just uh there's just so much about that place especially that year obviously was the boston strong year the boston marathon bombing and i actually got a picture up here with johnny going it was when he put placed the trophy with the jersey over it on the finish line of the boston marathon oh yeah, yeah. i bought i bought it at the merchandise store there uh autograph and another thing too they wouldn't have ever won it that year without gomes he really brought that locker room together and uh i got that right up here autographed along with uh a picture of Teddy baseball and Ortiz, man. Like I, I love that team through and through Buffalo could get its own team. I know we had the Buffalo blue Jays here this past year. And that was another great thing train wreck did too. we really had man that one too. And I don't think anybody covered it 
even the even all the local news better than we did um you know we, we with the merchandise and everything but um even if we did get our own team man there's no way i would ever ever root for any team but boston the, the red Sox. and people hate me for that because it's affiliated with boston the bruins the pats but you know what man that, that's part of my heritage you know my family's from there you know that was the baseball team rooted for growing up man i'll have it no other way dude i mean i bought a bets jersey then he got fucking oh, oh i hate don't that. get me started <laughs> dude why why like why like don't get me started best player in fucking baseball there's no you need a hit you get bets to the bat dude he's not there's nobody in baseball i would trust in a clutch situation than mookie bats and you keep jd martinez over him it just fucking infuriates me still to this day drives me insane it's yeah. just in a sport with no salary cap that yeah. one of the one of the most the one of the biggest cash cows in baseball was like uh can't afford this guy you make we'll your money back on yeah. tv contracts it's like insane. the nfl like you, you, you know what I mean? Like you own a you own a baseball franchise. You you're making money no matter what. Like it doesn't matter how fucking bad your team is half the time. You're gonna make your money back. Pay the man. Pay the legitimately the best baseball player to step into your organization. It probably honestly, if he'd have played his entire career in Boston, he probably would have had a better peer than than Poppy. Let's be real. Like that's how great he was in in the field. He had a cannon. He had a, he had a cannon from the from the outfield. The guy was clutch at the plate. He could hit dingers. It's like, dude, it just don't even get me started. Oh God. You know, it, and another thing too, is I'm, I was, I was planning on getting something added, you know, Mookie bets related if they resign him too, because it was supposed to be part of a half sleeve, but now that's just through the fucking no. We understand your pain in the baseball world after oh, uh, man. taking our trip to Texas and losing to LA this year. We uh, not, not thrilled with it. Uh, let's just say analytics doesn't always pay off. No. Yeah, I mean, that was just ridiculous to no. pull Snell. I mean, it's unbelievable. Some you don't always have. I, I'm a big believer in analytics, but analytics do not. You should not let the analytics tell you what to do in the sense of like ignoring game sense. Yeah. Snell was unbelievable. Lights out. And when they pulled him, I was like, oh, my God, this is I know, a joke. Man. It made no sense. I get I get it that. You know, this is, you know, analytics say this is when you pull him, but, you know, he's he was on fire. There's no reason you pull him out of that game. And same thing. I will say, though, uh, like for all the sports that we've had this year, um, I I think the one moment that will stand out for me above anything else for 2020 in, in sports was the finish to that. What was that game five or something with a Rosarena oh, yeah. crossing yeah. the plate? I, that was just that entire finish was the best sports moment of was, to me of 2020. Wild. It was just pure chaos, I, I, and it was incredible. Year. It's been a chaotic year, and then yeah, happened. yeah, I agree 100, percent man. Um, like another thing too, I wanted to ask you, man, was uh, I noticed on your Twitter feed that you got a you got an email from McDonald's? I did, yeah, yeah. All right, are you a fan of the McRib? <laughs> I am. I am. Oh, I, okay. So I mean can- it. In, in, in theory. And in, uh, like when I think about it, it's disgusting. It is, it even looks disgusting. It doesn't look appetizing, but you eat that thing. I don't know what kind of meat it is, but it is delicious. First off, first off. All right. uh, You got two fans of McRib. I fucking, all right. I had a McRib for the first time. All right. Uh, yesterday. All right. And, um, I was, it it was like 11 o'clock. I know they still do. They do the all day breakfast plan. on getting a breakfast. I saw the McRib. I've never had it. People love it. Like, and I'm a big barbecue guy. Like I love ribs, anything barbecue related, man. I'm all about it. Um, so 
I, I, I get two of them because I love to eat, man. There's not many foods I won't eat. I get two of them, $3.99, whatever, dude. If it's that good, I'll eat both of them and just hate myself the rest of the day at work because it'll slow me down. But I don't care, dude. You know, it doesn't matter. So I eat this thing and it is by far the fucking worst thing I've ever eaten fast food wise. I hated every minute of it. And I, and I, and I, I bought two of them, but I like, you know what I'm thinking in my head, like maybe, maybe I just got a bad McRib. It's the first McRib of the day. It was 11 o'clock. Maybe I got a bad McRib because it was like chewing fucking rubber. And then I get that. I get halfway through the second one. The whole, I'm sorry, dude, anybody. And I, I apologize if I find anyone, but that is by far one of the fucking worst things. It was like chewing rubber t- covered in I mean, awful I, barbecue sauce. Again, I, I get what you're saying. Like in theory, it is a very gross thing. And I'm not like a, the biggest fan of the texture myself, oh, but there is just a combination of, of like barbecue sauce, a little bit of onions, a little bit of pickles. I didn't even get onions. McDonald's bun. You didn't I, get onions? That might be the like, problem. I got man. like five chopped onions on my thing. Like, what is that? What is that? It was I don't like, know, man. Somebody's it, like, it works for me. It works for me. I, I, I enjoy it. I will, I will say this. Any, uh, a McRib is better than any burger from Burger King. And no, if you lies, lies, the, the rodeo, the rodeo king. Burger. Okay. The rodeo. Okay. The rodeo burger. Uh, oh I'm, my God. I, no. I stand corrected. The rodeo, the rodeo burger, king, burger king, the rodeo good. king. It's a bigger version of the rodeo. Oh my God, man. It's like orgasmic, but the what I love, rib, I love the dedication ahead. that it took you until halfway through the second McRib for you to make up your mind. I just, like, that it, it was like, disgusting. Had, like, you're invested, man. I was financially invested and I I'll never get that money back. I'll never get it back. Like, and you're like, dude, don't even talk to me about like the, the repercussions in the bathroom two hours later. And, and let me tell you, like when I say bad things happen in threes between yesterday and today, this was the first, right? I refuse to go to the bathroom in a public restroom. I won't do it, man. Like, I try as best as I can not to, but this thing hit my colon, dude. And it was like emergency time to evacuate, get the fuck in the bathroom. You know, sounds put- like you should have got, it sounds like you should have got a third McRib. <laughs> bad things happen in threes you should have got a but like, McRib. but like so so i'm like I, I i'm like just nobody's in the bathroom i'm just like just literally just relieving myself and you ever everybody will those automatic toilets right like you know they flush by themselves <laughs> so i'm done i'm you know go to lift you do my thing and all of a sudden this thing flushes by itself without me getting up and i swear to god i must have had a fucking toilet from nasa because this thing was so powerful it shoots the coldest water i've ever felt all over my ass i get up off the toilet and hit the stall door in front of me and fall over that's called McDonald's, a bidet that's called McDonald's a bidet you extra for that. <laughs> because i thought be i thought being soaked with my own you know you know shit is you know that's the worst bidet i've ever been a part of oh. and the third and the third i you know um today you know, um, I, if you notice my pro my profile picture, I got a I got a Siberian Husky, one of the like most stubborn dogs in the world, right? Like this dog is ADD, his attention he loses he loses uh, his attention to things. It's very short, you know. He loses interest really quickly. So when I'm having like a long day at work, I like to just get him something that he can chew on that'll go at for like an hour, hour and a half, and just leave me alone, let me wind down. So today, I buy him one of these. It's a big rawhide. It's like three feet long, oh, right? Jesus. Yeah, this thing's huge, right? It's like a lifetime supply of yeah, bone right. There. So you know, for people who are watching this thing or isn't watching this thing, is like three three feet long of rawhide, right? So I'm at the eat that self checkout at this at the store, and I'm just like, I'm 33 years old, by the way, and that's what makes this even worse. 
So like, you know, it's got like a bit of a curve to it. So I'm sitting here for some reason, just waiting. And I'm just like going like this, like I'm casting a fishing pole and like, just for whatever reason, cause I'm bored and I'm going like this. And now I'm getting like into it for whatever reason. I don't even really fish either, which makes this even more perplexing. I, I, I look back at it. Like I'm actually casting off and I go like this, look at, I, I ram an old lady in their back with this fucking thing. <laughs> I hit, I hit her right in the back. And like, I can tell you as a 33 year old doll, there's no excuse for doing what I did to that woman and having to see, be so apologetic and then having to explain what I was doing. You don't explain that to anybody. Like you're a 33 year old adult and you're cast, you're pretending that you're fishing in the middle of a fucking grocery store with a piece of dog rawhide and you almost kill somebody's grandmother. Do you consider trying to smuggle that thing out in your pant leg or is it just completely unbelievable? Oh, it's, it's huge. That thing is the size of, of my entire body. Never mind my leg. <laughs> like it's you. Yeah. It's, I mean, that would go through the top of my shirt and through the pant leg. Yeah. I'm five foot 10 on a good day, man. Like there's no way I'm talking this thing out of my leg. Like maybe Kevin, maybe Char off, maybe Char could get this thing. Right. Char could get this thing out of his pant leg. But yeah, man, like, again, uh, the, the rule of three, man, I had a rough three, um, you know, had a bad bathroom experience, had a bad McRib experience, was told to shut the fuck up. And I almost killed an yeah. old lady with a rawhide. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely wanted to bring that up. And I know Cully, if he were here too, he'd be like losing his mind on me right now, because that's just funny. That's funny. But, um, you know, I don't want to keep you too much longer, Pete. You know, you've been, um, you've been a beauty, um, an absolute wagon. Well, one last thing I want to say to dude is I mentioned this to Maddie too, was uh, I think this has been like a year of 2020 has been a year of not, not just a year of, but three very noticeable announcer fails. And you kind of pointed two of them out with Alex Smith and Justin Tucker. This <laughs> is the, the blood thing that, that I was, I, I didn't see that until I, I was on your feed earlier. And I'm like, what else could that have been? Like it might be blood. Like what else could that have been? Like, that is just the, like, uh, and then obviously the, the Justin Tucker, oh. like, the curse continues. No, Justin Tucker. He's not the guy. <laughs> this wide it's, insane. it's insane. And there's, there's absolutely no jinx. Like a, like a, the broadcast talking about how good a kicker is like this guy. He hasn't missed in, in like however many days, however many weeks it's like, well, we, we know what's coming now. Yeah, exactly. There's no, it's like talking about a no hitter. Yeah. Oh, you never talk about it. Just like you never say the word shutout in hockey. Okay. You never, I, I got to bring it up since you started with it last night, semifinal playoff game. We are into the third period. It's four, nothing. I've got a shutout going. We score the fourth goal. And one of my defensemen skates over to the bench and tells the rest of the team. All right, now let's get Maddie the shutout. And never, says it to him. And with two minutes and 44 seconds left, they score a bullshit goal on me of course. to kill the shutout. Like, it doesn't uh, matter. It's the superstition of sports. And if yeah, you, don't you don't understand do that the jinx exists, you do now. <laughs> like, like, the Justin Tucker. Slapshot. Who hasn't seen Slapshot? Uh, you know, getting kicked in the nuts before every game because 10 years ago, you got a shut. You got a shutout when, you're, when, you're, when, you're ex, when your girlfriend broke up with you and kicked you in the nuts. So he does it before every game. Yep. You know, like it, it, you, you go with what works, man. A movie, a movie about St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. Yep. There Love you it. go. 
<laughs> and then obviously the Tony Romo call from, you know, however many months ago, man, despite uh, on, uh, on deck Prescott, that was just unbelievable. It was like, Oh, let's hope it's just a sprain as his ankles really fucking hanging off his shin. Like, yeah, yeah, Tony, just a sprain. But um, that guy's worth every penny they pay him though, man. I will admit to Tony Romo. It doesn't get much better than him. Yeah. I love Tony Romo. He's yeah. a colleague of mine. He, is, is he now? Yeah, CBS. Oh, yeah. oh, it's right. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, duh, Dwayne. No, fuck. Um, uh, do you get to correspond with him often, or? No, I've I've never talked to him. <laughs> I, I I like to say anybody that that works for CBS. Yeah, he's a colleague of mine. Build it up, build Jim it Nance. up. You guys, Jim Nance, colleague of mine. Yeah. You build it up like you're in a group text with him. No, I've, right. I never even met the guy, man. <laughs> it's like definitely a colleague, though. You know, we're you know we're we're, we're tight. You know, but um, thanks again, Pete, man. Again. Guys, for anybody who wants to follow him, um, you know, his uh, Twitter handle is at Pete Blackburn, an absolute beauty. Pete, I'd love to have you on again in the future if you're ever up for it. Just talk to a couple of scrubs from Buffalo. One, Well, tonight, one from Florida, too. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your time with us, man. Uh, again, you know, I know probably kept you on a little bit longer than you wanted, but no I worries. appreciate it. Uh, actually, thank you for having me. Before we let you go, your Jersey article, loved it. Love that. Thank you uh, very much. Yeah. Um, agree with you on the Ducks. The fucking worst jerseys in the entire league, especially the retro. The retros are terrible. Why wouldn't you just go back to the original logo? It's. I mean, it's insane. They have one of the best hockey jerseys in, yeah, in the history of the sport just waiting in the closet, and they refuse to wear it. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, in the, that's, for me, that's what happened with the rant to begin with a year ago was the, the – the shit show that happened on nineties night where they brought, they rolled out the knockoff goat heads because they missed a deadline with uh, Adidas. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of those, man, but they're bad. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen them. There's a, there, honestly tweet it out, dude, cause it's worth looking at. They have, they, they have Lexi Zitnik, you know, former Sabres defenseman front and center and the logo is completely crooked. Oh no. <laughs> they put the, they, they put the jerseys together themselves through ad pro sports right before the game started. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not sure how long before the game started, but they were really, really bad, like embarrassingly bad. Like, oh yeah. I see it now. Wow. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about them is wrong. And the thing is the better is I think those are my favorite jerseys in franchise history. I love those jerseys. Even more. Those the, jerseys. It, they were so nice, man. The goat head was great. Uh, you know, as, as great as the Royal blue is the Royal blue and gold, man. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I just love those jerseys, man. Cause I, I, you know, they had so much success in those in my childhood back in the late nineties and early two thousands, like so many good years with those jerseys. And, uh, I fucking butchered them. It would have, yeah, I like the reverse retro. Those are nice, but I would have loved to see them go to some type of goat head concept for sure. Agreed. So, but again, thanks Pete. I appreciate your time, man. Hope to have you on again. And, you know, if you're ever in Buffalo, buddy, um, hit up your boys, Dwayne and Cully and, you know, I'll take you to where the wings are, man. I know you got some friends here, but I'll tell you right now, man, I'll take you to the best spots and maybe, you know, dude, maybe we'll get you fish hooked or stabbed. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, hell I'll yeah. Find a good spot. If that's what you're looking for, if that's your kink, dude, then, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I love it. Thank Same you. goes for Tampa. You always hell got yeah. some guys down here in, uh, in the South Florida area. So feel free. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Thanks again, Pete. And that was the episode 41 of two goalies, two goalies, one Mike signing off. We'll talk to you next week.
What'd you pitch against today? At San Diego today. How'd you do? Nettles got me bottom of the ninth. Uh oh, we're late. Come on, help me get this stuff up. Right? So who taught you to hit like that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Matt Cundell, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.